Hey everyone, welcome to episode 126 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And as you listen to this episode, your mind will be at ease, your blood pressure will be lowered, your mailbox will be empty, and your social media feed friendlier. Because today, Wednesday, November 7th, is post-midterm election recovery day. Battles for your political mind, heart, and soul will cease for at least a week, so enjoy. (laughs) But seriously, I hope you all had a chance to get out and vote. Let your voice be heard with a big helping of thankfulness for where we live, the freedoms we enjoy, and are allowed by our rights to participate in. Last week, we looked at the church and its future, where we decided that when we recognize that it is Jesus' church, it is Christ's body, then the first thing we know about the future of that church is that it will endure, and all the powers of hell can't stop it. Jesus wins. As always, don't miss the actual message that went with that episode as we wrapped up our series on the church. What was that, five episodes? Four. Four Four episodes, and each one of them, though, were really, really solid. And if you've missed any of those, go back and check them out in the corresponding podcast episodes, hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. You can find everything you need or swipe up in iTunes, and everything, including the links you need, are in the show notes. All right. This week, give thanks to the Lord. God's wonderful deeds. Hmm. I like the outline that said this could be a really long sermon if we just started listing all of God's wonderful <laughs> deeds. And I thought that's that's pretty good because this whole sermon series could probably be year round. Every week we could maybe take ten minutes and just like, hey, here's another one. Let's let's look. But any message that uses the word gospelish has to be good. And this message did not disappoint. And given that today, as we're recording, is, of course, the midterm 2018 elections. And unfortunately, the attitudes most prominently on display are typically anything but (laughs) gospel-ish. But referencing gospel-ish, Andy, you said there is something gospel-ish about saying thank you. The person originating something, the one who creates or gives or extends, isn't the one who says thank you. It is the recipient. And I like how this brings focus on the who and the why we're thanking and that our only appropriate response really can only be thank you because it's due to our complete inability to provide anything additional to the gifts that God gives. But how do we guard against allowing our thanks to become a hollow ritual, Mm. whether it's prayer or whether we realize in the country that we live in, today we have rights to vote and that goes for women and men alike and we have... Certainly not perfect, but as far as all the way around the world, we're pretty blessed. I think you said in the message, (laughs) the lowest of those among us anywhere in this country live like kings compared to many places in the world. How do we keep saying thank you, but really, really mean it? It was interesting. Over lunch last week, we talked a little bit about staying in touch with our human depravity. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. comes up here. It yeah. keeps getting one of our re- recurring themes here. <laughs> recurring themes. But I, I, th- I think really to think about who we are without Christ pulls us into a conversation about Thanksgiving and being thankful. Hmm. You know, I, I always laugh about people who you know are fearful of praying out loud. Yeah. So, well, they're just, they could just say, thank you, amen. And, and it would be a, <laughs> and it would be a great right. prayer. Right. <laughs> But I think when we look at the gift of salvation, it's so huge and it's so hard to fully wrap our minds around and fully comprehend. And when all you have left is, thank you, Jesus, Mm -hmm. it feels, I don't know, it feels a little bit like 
isn't there something more I should be saying? Is there something I should be feeling inside as those words come out of my mouth and across my lips? Thank you. Really, thank you. Thank you. Really, really thank you. I I do think that sometimes it's about what we do make it, though, a lot about what God gives and what I have. And that's how I, I convert this into thankfulness, because I think... Most of us look at that way. Oh, you gave me this, or I have my food in front of me, or I have all these things. And then I look at my life compared to other people, especially if I've ever visited a third world country. Oh, I have so much, these, these people. But I, I don't think, and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying sure. that's, that's, you know, it's, we can be thankful for that. But I think being grateful and thankful is much more, in terms of as I look at God, a much more of a thank you for for being who you are and being who I am, hmm. that I get a chance. To, it's not about what I have or what you've given. Yeah, and he's starting to get the next week's sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak peeks. Yeah. But it is our being, the fact that God puts us in this place to be who we are and not, yeah. not just to give us things, but to be who we are, I think creates a much more authentic understanding of gratefulness. It seems like the thank yous often maybe – ring more hollow, like you said, when there is food in front of me. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thankful for that. And there's a roof over our head when it's cold and it's raining even more so or when it's hot in summer and when there's AC inside. We're, we're thankful for those mm-hmm. things. But in those moments when we don't feel those or see those blessings, when life is kind of drawn out in front of us saying, it's been a while since I feel like I somehow had a win in something. I think it's a little bit harder to, in those times, say or feel that same response of thank you. The message this last week was give thanks to God for his wonderful deeds. Mm-hmm. And then we went straight to Psalm 103 where, you know, don't forget all of his benefits. And then that's right. that's when we list the benefits, but his wonderful deeds, the things that he's done in the history of this world, at least even, are great deeds that, for which we can be thankful. I mean, the, the yeah. creation, the incarnation, the, the salvation, just to mention three small things. <laughs> just a couple of small yeah. points. Thinking about who he is and what he has done, just go for a walk outdoors and look at the trees, I mean, or the grass or something. And, and it's like, wow, when you start really thinking about what's here and the that mixture of our atmosphere of having the perfect mixture so that we can breathe and live. And those are all these that God has done that we sort of maybe not have in our cognitive front, front of our brain, at least. Yeah. Thinking about yeah, it all the time. And I think when I go back to this in terms of the side of what God makes us and gives us, I'm going to digress here. I'm just going to go to a couple of weeks ago, actually four weeks ago. You had a heart attack, didn't you? Yes. I had a heart attack. <laughs> And uh, he, just, and he will not I, let us forget. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's I a great illustration. Go it ahead. is. I'm laying on the, this bed, and I, they shock me with this thing. And I felt one of them, and I thought to myself, "That's what they do to dead people. Why are they doing this to me?" And I, it's like it's one of those moments where you kind of go, "Guys, I'm. I'm you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm okay. I felt that. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> Ouch." <laughs> but you know, again, how you think of sometimes while you're under some of the uh, anesthesia, but. I remember thinking, why would I come back? And I realized it's because God put us, first of all, in this world for the relationships, for the things that he's given us, for the things that he's done for us. He didn't do these things because we 
we shouldn't enjoy life because right, we right. should enjoy what he gives to us. But I think he wants us to have, like Andy said, the flowing streams, the beauty of what is here. Now, granted, there's a lot of also chaos that sin brings to us, <laughs> but yeah. God does do those things for you. So we can be thankful so that we can build relationships of integrity with other people around us because that's the relationships are the only things we can bring back to yeah. heaven with us. Sure. And and the gifts that he gives us and, and family, for instance, yeah. relationships you mentioned, you, yeah. you, you hold a, a little kid in your lap and read a book to him and it's like okay, this is this is good. This is a yeah. this is a good thing that he's done. I'm glad you mentioned both the relationships because last night I was working with Ellie and we were at a local coffee shop. I know, big surprise. And <laughs> we were working on her new podcast called "The Joy of Praying." Mm. And she'd written a rough outline for her first episode, complete with Bible verses supporting her ideas. But her declaration. It may be more theologically sound than I. <laughs> it could be. It could be. So far, it's so far it's pretty good. But her declarative sentences and Bible text weren't enough. She's trying so hard to explain to me why. Why is there joy in praying? Why? Mm. And a little spoiler alert, joy is an acronym, but I won't let any more of that out. Mm. And what the J and the O and the Y might stand for. But she somehow inherently understood that just saying there's joy in praying because Jesus said so or because this verse says so. And I kept asking her, I'm like, why is there joy in praying? Why is Jesus our focus in prayer? And I think that that's kind of what we're talking about in this message, because we can declare how great God is and be thankful for his good deeds, but it lacks a call to action and an invitation to taste and see Mm -hmm. if we don't have that relationship. So there has to be something, and I think prayer Mm -hmm. is it. There has to be that relationship for us to be able to put that out for someone else to see where they say, man, maybe there is something to this God thing. Cause Andy looks pretty happy and you know, I know he prays and, you know, and, and Jeff and, you know, other, all of us just to, to see why is it that these guys are so happy. And I think that prayer and that relationship is the thing that we, or the most profound way we can actually give thanks for those good deeds is through, through that prayer. Sure. And that, I don't know if there's a prayer, a list of prayers. You know, there's a prayer of repentance and prayer of confessions. And I wonder if there's a prayer hmm. of irresponsibility. Um, <laughs> prayer of irresponsibility. Well, that <laughs> might be called a prayer of dependence. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I mean, man. when you, we get exhausted and burdened oftentimes in our Christian walks because we we begin to take on responsibilities that aren't ours. Ooh. And so to be able to hand that responsibility back to God and thank him for. Unfortunately, that is where our recording ended today in the studio due to a technical error with the audio board. But I think you get the idea of what Andy's talking about here is that we need to let God do God things and us just depend on him for all the things that only he can provide for us. Being grateful, saying thank you is great. But at this time of the year, The holidays are looming on the horizon. The season that by its very nature causes us to be reflective and contemplate all the good in our lives. For many, that exercise in self-evaluation and their current life status, it isn't a warm and fuzzy moment. So having many times myself been on that side of the holidays and really life in general, where it's hard to be grateful or thankful when it seems like there isn't much in your life that warrants either. But we talked about how Andy mentioned in his message David, a pitiful sinner, 
the poster child for squandering opportunities and taking his sinning very, very seriously, but also a man after God's own heart. And if David can achieve that final status for the ages after all he had done, there's hope for all of us. Annie made a great point that it was because of what God did for David, not because of what David did. So again, putting those worries and that weight on God instead of trying to carry it ourselves makes all the difference. So we each gave something as we wrapped up the recording that we do personally to live out our thankfulness or something in our lives that we try to give thanks for and to thank others for to show our thankfulness to God in practice. For me, it's this podcast in a lot of ways. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's something that has strengthened my personal walk with Jesus. It's enhanced my prayer life. And being able to discuss what we're talking about at the hospital church each week with you, being able to talk with Andy and with Jeff, it really has brought a quality to my life that I'm extremely thankful for. Jeff mentioned all the support that through his recent heart attack and all the people that sent well wishes and prayers and support for him and Tammy and his family as they made it through that very stressful time in their life. And Andy likes to get out into nature and use that time to recharge and is very thankful to God for the time being in his creation. So we kind of wrapped it up with a little personal story. I wish we had each of those to share with you today because they were really, really good in the moment, but this rendition will have to do. So this week, one of our FHC takeaways asked, what needs to click in your mind to really believe that God is for you and not against you in any way? Stop for a moment and let that question really sink in, because if the answer is I don't know, I'm not sure, or I don't think I've ever thought about it that way before, Take it to God in prayer and ask for some guidance. If you have questions that don't have answers in your mind to believe that God is for you, let us know. And we would love to discuss those on next week's podcast and see if we could provide some answers or at least some directions into solving them. You can do that, of course, anonymously as always. If you prefer, you can leave a voicemail or text message at 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at hospitalchurch.org. Our final thoughts come from Andy's message this week, and they're a little bit longer than usual. He said, this is your compassionate father. He is the one we are to bless, praise, thank, for he pardons all our sins, redeems us from the pit, gives us his love, mercy, and compassion, fills our lives with good things, judges in favor of the oppressed, who reveals himself and is patient. He knows we are weak and made of dust. He doesn't punish us as our sins deserve or repay us for our wrongs. His loving kindness is as big as the universe. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins, and he is compassionate like a good father for his children. So what do we say? Thank you. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Can't really improve any on that. All right, upcoming week two of our Give Thanks to the Lord series. And the title is God's Righteousness. So definitely make sure that you don't miss that. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you as always to Andy, Jeff, and Tom. Hopefully we have everything rectified for next week so we get the full episode again. Do join us again next Wednesday for episode 127. Thanks for listening and have a great week.